0: This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to People Talk. People Talk is about getting ahead at work, becoming a leader, establishing your personal brand, and motivating yourself and those around you. Hosted by Angela Hall, who has decades of experience working in the field of human resources, you can expect lively discussions about topics like workplace politics, dealing with difficult employees and clients, creating an inclusive workplace, and jumpstarting your career. Here's your host, Angela Hall. Hello, this is Angela Hall, and welcome to another episode of People Talk. People talk. We talk about all things related to work, career, work-life balance. Today I'm going to talk about why is it that you can't stop staring at yourself at Zoom when you're in a Zoom meeting or WebEx or Teams, whatever you use. We use a lot of Zoom here at Michigan State University. but. Is it because you are a narcissist? Is it because you're obsessed with yourself? Is it because you have some type of problem? The answer is no. Um, We've changed a lot of what we've done in the past year, how we do work, what is considered to be normal. But if you think about it, we've evolved over time to communicate in a certain way. And that is um, typically face-to-face communications. So now we are communicating in a way that is, I mean, it's more it's easier to do these virtual meetings now than it was maybe, um, you know, six months or 10 months ago or 12 months ago. But still we're we're getting, you know, we We're having to unlearn a lot of things. Um, Some issues that come up are that we're not used to looking at ourselves um, when we talk, at least most of us are. I used to tell my daughter, my daughter is um, a teenager. I know every single um, line face because I stare at you more than anybody I you know from taking care of you with the baby or watching you while you slept when you're a little kid I know your face but you know what now I think she might know her own face better than I know her face because I'm in zoom meetings all day and she's on zoom classrooms or communicating with her peers and she's staring at herself a lot Um, and so that's, that's unusual. We're spending more time looking at ourselves than we did before. The other thing about it is that, um, typically, um, unless we adjust the settings, oftentimes images are reversed. So we're seeing things in reverse. So like I am, you know, I may raise my hand up. And it feels like I'm raising my left hand, but it's really my right, but it's really like looking at like it's on the right side. We're not normal. we don't normally look at ourselves like that. Also the delay. That's a very unsettling as well. And, you know, it's great technology. It's wonderful, but it but you know, the extent to which it can't be real time. When we have limits of technology, we have limits not only of the of the software but um or the platform, but you know, our own, like you know, how fast our internet is, how many people are on it. So of course that's gonna have some type of delay. All those things have our minds, have our brains trying to concentrate, like, wow, how can I figure out, um, you know, how can I make sense of this? So our brains, we engage in something called sense making. And it's when we try to um, make sense, to try to figure out things that don't seem right. So we're spending a lot of cognitive resources trying to um, figure out like, you know, I don't look quite right. Well, it is gonna be different. We're not looking in a mirror. We're using the type of technology. We're going, we're using something that's requiring an internet setting or, or just the capacities of our computer, which may um, affect things. Another thing is that um, the notion that we're looking at ourselves May be distracting in the sense that we're more concentrating now on how we look as opposed to the conversation that we're engaging in, the type of mental work that we're supposed to engage in, and that's kind of rough. Human beings are, there's um, researcher um, Phil Tetlock, he talks about this um he's at Wharton. he talks about people being cognitive misers cognitive misers meaning that essentially human beings are lazy even the most industrious human being is a little bit lazy why um, because we need to be selfish in that way we can't dive down deep for every single issue otherwise we would never get anything accomplished we would never be able to survive That's why our mind um, creates these heuristics. Heuristics. Those are mental shortcuts. From the time we are um, born, we start trying to make these type of mental shortcuts. By the time we're a toddler, we could say something like, snake's bad, fire's bad, mental shortcuts to keep us alive, going back to our primitive brain. And so these types of heuristics that we've used for all this time, um, we're going to have to relearn. Also, the notion that the richest form of communication is face to face communication. So when you're talking on zoom um, or WebEx, I use zoom as as a generic, a virtual conference, you are Like, where do you look? Do you look at your own face? Do you look at the speaker's eyes? Do you look at your web camera? Um, All of that is very artificial and something that we weren't, you know, we haven't evolved to do and we weren't socialized to do. And so all of that is wearing on us as far as being, you know, we're already cognitive misers. We're already having to do all these things to keep ourselves alive, to keep our jobs, to do things. And then this is just another thing that's taxing. That's the reason why um, Zoom meetings are more um, taxing emotionally than face-to-face meetings. So what can you do to make it so that Your soul is not completely eradicated by having all of these face, uh, all of having uh, video conferences. Well, first of all, what you can do is you can um, think about picking up the phone, talking to someone on the phone, right? Or having some virtual meetings, right? Where you have your camera off. Say, hey, this is going to be cameras off meeting, or we're going to have it only off for part of the meeting. Now, I stand some caveats with that. Um, as a person who is a professor, I mean, I really don't have that so much with my grad students. But I, I see this with you know undergraduate courses that I'm going to, or other types of things that I would go to, like other people's undergraduate courses is that, um, you know, when you have the cameras off, you don't know if that represents a lack of engagement. So you don't wanna do that all the time. And you wanna have norms for when your camera's on versus the camera is off. But knowing that always having a camera on can um, make your cognitive load heavier. Another suggestion is to have uh, Zoom free days where you don't have that type of pressure to um, be in front of the computer. As more and more people get vaccinated, I just read that you know if a person has been vaccinated, it and you know, like we have two people who are vaccinated, it may be, even though we're still supposed to be socially distancing you know, it might be a situation where you could meet someone outside for a meeting, still maintaining the appropriate distance, but um, having a meeting that way. And as we see more and more people being vaccinated, of course, we'll see, we'll have more and more of those types of face-to-face type meetings. Um, Knowing that the vaccinations aren't 100% effective and things like that, we still need to be safe. But especially as the weather's getting warmer, that's another thing to kind of think about. What's very, very important is that you find ways to not only uh, make sure that you're not being, um, you know, that you're not burned out from all these virtual meetings. But another thing is to make sure that you have norms of behavior and how you act in meetings so that people who historically have been marginalized do not become further marginalized within these meetings. And I'm not just saying like, for example, just purely like, for example, race, but you but you may have people from cultures where they are not the like, going to be as likely to speak up um, because they have, they come from a culture where people are, you know, considered to be more, um, you know, less likely to want to, like, for lack of a better word, show off that they know something or something like that, be self-promoting. Um, and so you have to make sure that people who aren't, um, likely to speak up, still feel safe, and have an opportunity to speak up so that, first of all, they feel like they're a valuable member of the, of the team, but also so that um, they don't feel marginalized, and also you can, you can uh, get value from their contributions that they give. Um, Another thing that's important is about um, appropriate norms of behavior, how we act in meetings. It may be that you may have a limit on how often people um, How how, how often people can speak and how long they can speak. Right. And then, of course, my favorite type of rule is that nobody likes a jerk. And, you know, people may feel empowered or cranky or whatever to act a certain way when they're not face-to-face with you and just have those types of what I like to call um, your virtual meeting etiquette, uh, I think that's very, very important. So this is just, a, this was a short um, podcast this week, but I started that I've been seeing a lot of email um, articles about there about people wondering about Zoom meetings and why they're so tired or why they're knocking, you know, making them feel beat up. And I thought it was an important topic. So I really hope that you join me next week for another episode of People Talk. And be well and take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Talk with Angela Hall. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues, and remember to subscribe to our show. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, and visit cxofm.org for more resources.